Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show, the most important and critically acclaimed show that is recorded in our lounge chairs. In our lounge chairs. We're not driving at the moment. We're sitting there. It's late at night, at least for Spice. It's not late at night for me, but it's late at night for her. So heaven only knows what's going to come out of her mouth tonight. We have a morning person and a night owl we in do. the house. And you can guess which one's which. But actually, we're we're uh, recording this podcast to go along with an article that somebody who is a morning person who's a morning person has been working on has been working on. So we're we've not, she's not quite got the article finished yet, but we're going to go ahead and do the podcast right now because I'm going to be honest with you, we. We have We've got a some podcast time, time left to spend. on our podcast account <laughs> and about two hours to get this posted. So we're going to do the podcast now instead of waiting. So I really don't know what she said in this article. I just know that she was writing an article. So I'm going to turn it over to her. She has you, it up on her computer. You know some things about this. She has it up on her computer. Yep. So she can. Uh, some days you want to make some prepping progress, but you just don't have the cash to spend. So this one's about valuable preps for under five bucks. Alrighty. Absolutely my favorite prep. Oh. <laughs> Cost nothing if you've already got the internet connection. Because learning. Knowing how to do things. And with the internet at your fingers, come on, man. You got uh, an enormous amount of resources. So you can learn to do a ton of different things. And I think being able to do things is the most durable and valuable prep. Here I am about ready to take off on a flight later this weekend. And that's something TSA can't declare I can't take with me. Unlike most everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, they might let me take a piece of paper if I promise it won't give anybody a paper cut under any circumstances. But if I've got it in my head, I can bring it along. So that's that's my favorite. Your favorite cheap prep. Pizza? <laughs> no, dear. <laughs> that was your favorite cheap dinner. I wasn't even that cheap. Okay. It was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Uh, my favorite cheap prep. Um, 22 long rifle? <laughs> I know what one of yours is because you make sure we we have a ton of them around all the time. Paper maps. Ah, yeah. Hey, there's no excuse for not having paper maps if you travel at all. You going down the going down the interstate if you travel on the interstate, especially you go across a straight line. You know you gotta stop and powder your nose. Your nose is shiny anyway, right? You gotta stop. You stop there at the state line. Uh, Rest stops. They'll get. They'll have free maps for Welcome you. Welcome Center. Take they'll a, give you yeah, free maps. Take a free map. Yeah, because electronic. Well, not only are, are electronics possible to fail, but there's also the deal that if you want to do uh, a re a significant reroute, it is much easier to do that with a paper map than it is with most GPSs. Now we're gonna we're gonna to violate our own little thing here and say that although we do have paper maps. We also have, I've picked up, at least for every state that we normally travel to and some that we sometimes travel to, we've picked up the quick fold maps because we're Laminated. like, okay, I'm where? I'm in Dover, okay? 
I want to get to uh, Smearburg. It's over here. What? How can I just do this? Okay, zzz, okay, that road right there. Boom. Uh, good example of this. A real good example. We were in Kearney, Nebraska last year for the eclipse. And I'm a photographer, and I was stone cold going to have an eclipse picture. Absolutely stone cold going to have myself a good eclipse picture. So I literally booked a hotel room from Colorado all the way across the eclipse path to southern Kentucky. Not just one hotel no, room either. Hotel it was all the way across there because I was going to find a place that the sky was clear, if at all possible. And as the day got closer and the day got closer, we were about a week out. And a lot of the weather was looking sketchy for a long part of that path. You could see it was getting sketchy. So we decided, okay, we're going to head west because our best chance looks like it's going to be west. So we did. We got in our car and we, we had the week off before Kearney or before the eclipse. And we went out there and we started driving around North Dakota South Dakota, seeing what was there. And as we were doing it, we were in the middle of nowhere this whole time. But we would be like, okay, yes, I can take the interstate to Pierre. That's how they say Pierre in South Dakota, in case you're wondering, Pierre. Um, you could take the interstate, but let's find a blue road. So we'd get out our map. And we'd find a blue road to get there because you just can't see America from the interstates. It all looks the it's same one, from the interstate. This is one of the best vacations we've ever had that was mostly a traveling vacation because we've been to places you just could never imagine if you hadn't gone there. So we did this the whole trip. We're, I mean, we're wearing these things out. We're using them so much. But then we get to Kearney, spend the night. Mercifully, we had clear skies. There was one little puff of a cloud that I thought might give us some trouble. But we it, had clear it, skies. It gave us our eclipse. It, it gave us our eclipse. And so we had a beautiful eclipse. And just as the eclipse is, is go, starting to leave, we pack up and go. We hop in our car and we hit the interstate. And my plan was to get as far as I could get. Because there's literally millions of people in, in Nebraska for this eclipse. Extra people. Extra people. And Nebraska is not built for handling millions of people. <laughs> they don't have to do it often. No. So my plan was to get as far as I could get on the interstate, making good time. And then when it starts getting really congested on towards Omaha, and unfortunately we didn't get that far towards Omaha, to hit the blue roads. And that's what we did. We took the blue roads back. And we took the blue roads back. You, you can't program this stuff into a GPS, okay? You can, but you're going to be messing with it forever, trying to figure out, okay, take this talent, because it wants to put you back on the interstate. No. You get out your map, you pop it open, you say, okay, we come down to this road's 30 miles south, and it'll take us over to here. And then we're driving, okay, we'll... Um, 
okay, we're here, we're here, we're here. And then, then all of a sudden you turn, you hit the road, it says US-136. And we're like, I know where this goes. Yes. <laughs> this is a road that goes within. Not very far. Know, not us. very far of where I live in North Missouri, because it goes right across the north part of the state. It is the main road across the north part of the state of Missouri. And you know what this situation sounds a lot like to me? Exactly. Having to bug out when a whole lot of other people are trying to get out of the same place at That's the same exactly time. That's exactly where I was going. We were talking about this during the trip. This is exactly what happened. This is how you get off the main line of egress from a situation. Because we were being stacked up. 100 miles from Omaha was bumper to bumper going towards Omaha. There's no good way around that, okay? Because people had come from Chicago out here, and that road's going to take them right back to Chicago. I mean, it was just like insane amount of traffic. But we got we went ahead and we hit the hit the road south, and what did we find? We were ahead of the crowd, and no no traffic, no traffic. And all this area here had had the full eclipse, but people had gone back to the interstate, so it was a really good lesson. And it didn't cost us a dadgum dime. Well, okay, it did because we were using the, the fancier maps. But the, the the regular state paper map would have done just fine. Yep. One uh, one big category for cheap fixes, an important one, is uh, stuff you can use to fix things. Uh, there's a whole lot of really good, really cheap fixes. Dental floss. Dental floss is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's it's a tough thread. Except for duct tape, of course. Well, duct tape is on the list, too. Uh, Nails and screws of various sizes. As I've started to learn, I I have not been a carpenter, historically, but I've been learning as part of my um, own prepping education. And I'm always surprised at how useful a variety of sizes of uh, nails and screws are when you need to manufacture something, which we used to call jury rigging, I guess that's an appropriate term. Uh, bleach. Or hillbilly engineering. Because it's good for both water purification and surface decontamination. Um, uh, that one you don't can't stock a whole bunch of it, but having a gallon around all the time is bleach? worthwhile. Bleach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you, can, up. you can stock the, the chemical that, that you can mix up into bleach. The hydra... Yeah. Whatever it's called. Hypochlorite. Yeah, you can stock that. That lasts a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, they call it pool shock, but you got to make sure that's the only thing in there. This this uh, list is basically just to toss out ideas to people. I'm taking away the, but I can't afford an excuse, guys. You may not be able to afford yourself a new gun or something, but you can absolutely afford to make sure you've got a plan to reconnect with your uh, with your people, and then a backup plan for that, and maybe a backup plan for that that everybody knows, so that if the phones quit working, you won't be wondering how to reconnect. And also, not just a backup plan or a plan for everybody reconnecting. If you're all scattered around the place, but a backup plan for if you've got a bug out of your house, it's on fire. Where are you going to meet up across the street or where are you going to meet up so that you know everybody got out? Uh, same thing at work. If you work in a building, you should have talk to your building safety um, coordinator. 
And if you're like a lot of businesses, when you start talking about this, you're going to become your building safety <laughs> coordinator. But seriously, you need to talk about your building safety coordinator. You need to map out where all the fire extinguishers are, where all the fire alarms are. You need to fa factor in um, egress routes. If you so can't, everybody can see the world-famous egress. Right now, visualize where you spend most of your time and uh, say where the nearest three ways out are and the nearest fire alarm and the nearest oh, AED, for example. If yeah. you don't know all that stuff off the top of your head, now's the time to figure that stuff out. Right. And this is a habit you need to get into. Where you In your house, you need to map out not only where is your fire extinguisher, but is your fire extinguisher going to be really hard to get to if your stove's on fire? Because if it is, you need to move it. Is is it between where you usually are and the usual uh, high-risk spots? Right. Yeah. Now, another thing to keep in mind on the same vein is when you go into a public building, this is something I've been starting to do, you walk into a public building, you don't just look around and see what who's there, and you don't just look around and, and look at the painting of the wall. What you're looking for is, where's the fire alarm? Where is the fire extinguisher? Where are the fire tools? Where is the AED? Which you should get training for. It's a low-cost prep. You should get training. A lot of these uh, uh, Red Cross classes are free. Not all of them, but you can find programs you can, to take yeah, them for YMCA free. Yeah, YMCA and things often. Yeah, often have for free. Ones. You know, and take the AED version of it because it's usually free. And you don't have to own an AED, although that would be a kind of a cool prep. But it's not under $5. Let's put it that way. Do what? It's, well, it's not, not under, under $5. $5. But the training you can often get for under $5. The, the ability to look around and examine your surroundings, find out where all the exits are. Look at the windows. See if you could get out them if you had to. This isn't being paranoid. This is just being aware. Um, and it doesn't cost, none of this costs you a dime to do. Not a dime. Not one red set does it cost you to do. Yep. Uh, do make sure you have backup plans because we have, for example, Salty would drop me off somewhere and we would plan to reunite by bicycle somewhere along the trail. Right. And I start going down the trail and life is good and then I come to a trail fail. Part of it fell off into the river. And there's no going around it. This has happened. This has happened to us. And there's no cell phone signal on this trail. Yeah. So we can't do the cell phone thing. So we had a plan B and a plan C. So we were able to reconnect without a lot of drama. And it was much... When I first saw that the trail had fallen off into the river, and I'm like, oh, great. Now what? And I'm like, oh, well, I had an answer to that. And that allowed the ride to continue to be pleasant because I knew I was... Not yeah, going so to have to spend hours and hours trying to reconnect. She just basically went back the other way and then um, rode past where the parking thing was. She knew I wouldn't be there because it wouldn't be time. I mean, there wouldn't be time for me to be back. I had to go on to the next town, figure out that the trail was closed, and then go back. And so she just, you know, and she just would ride a couple miles down the trail, turn around, ride back until I got there. You know? Yep. Not really very exciting, but, but, but we, we had a protocol. And we knew it would work because, obviously, if we're there, 
then we know the road to that place is open. So, yeah, that, that kind of uh, backup plan. Uh, basic food and water. Everybody can afford to get a hold of some two-liter bottles because people will give them to you if you ask. Uh, buying a little bit of extra food every time you food shop. Everybody can afford it that. Just buy a can. Buy a can. Box just of pasta. A Lasts a long buy, time. Buy it. As buy, long as you keep it mouth safe. You know, go ahead and buy yourself an extra thing of oatmeal. A lot of good food in oatmeal. Buy yourself. And it's not expensive. Salt. Salt's useful for many things. Just buy an extra thing. They're like 49 cents for a pound of salt. Have a couple extra pounds of salt. Stuff, as long as it doesn't go bad, have a little bit of extra. Vinegar, useful both as a cleaning supply and for canning food. There's all kinds of stuff that's really, really useful that isn't expensive. Another, there's a couple other things that are, that are useful for many things. Hydrogen peroxide, it's cheap. It doesn't last forever. Yeah, all. you don't get carried away on that one either. Yeah, yeah, yeah just one bottle. We want. But rubbing alcohol yep. is great because you can use it for all kinds of stuff. Um, anyway, pressing right along. Uh, information backups. Oh, in in the story, I'm putting links to a lot of previous stories we've done on this stuff because it's useful stuff. And I just thought it was time to uh, float some ideas out there to get people started. And then we attach the links to help you uh, learn more about them if you need to. Information backups is an important thing that costs little or nothing. Yeah, and you can do this multiple ways, and you should do this multiple ways. Important to keep a physical extra backup of your critical documents. Very important, because if your house burns down and your your wallet and your passport were inside, well, it's going to be a pain. I spent part of my day doing a backup, making sure I had the correct numbers for the credit cards that are still in my wallet. Uh so that if my wallet should get lost, I will know exactly which cards I need to cancel and what numbers I need to call. And that information is not in the wallet with the cards that might be lost. I found someplace else to put it. And also uh, made a note of contact information. Which reminds me, you should probably put your passport in your bag. I already did that. Just simply because it's another way to get on a plane. It's my passport card I, I brought with me. That's fine. It, yeah. That is enough to get you on a domestic flight. Uh, yeah. So it's very, very good thing. Now, another thing, although that does remind me, true story. Um, U.S. Postal Service, I went to rent a postal box. And a postal box, actually, the one we use for 3BY, um, it's not in the town that we live in because I don't actually check it because there's, I just have to have it. Okay, we don't actually get mail, but I just have to have it. So I took two forms of identification. I this is just an aside. This is my aside. I took two forms of identification. I took my driver's license. Okay, and I took my passport because you have to have two forms of identification to get a PO box. So I went in there and I handed it to the to the lady, and she's smiling and happy and. Yes, there's your driver's license. Okay, here's your second form of identification. So I gave her the passport. She says, I can't use that. I'm like, it's my bloody passport. It's legal identification. She says, yes, but it has your picture on it. 
And you can hear the crickets <laughs> going off and off. Yes. Yeah. She says, well, I have to have a form of photo ID and a form of non-photo ID. These are two photo IDs. Did you try taking your passport and holding it with your thumb over your picture? <laughs> it might have worked. Because it sounds like she was just bit that stupid. <laughs> but she says, here's the place where you put in the the identification information for your non-photo ID. And that's a photo ID. And I'm just sitting there blinking at her like, are you kidding me? I'm like, okay, well, I've got, I reach in my wallet. And I've got my, I can keep a driver's license. Then I have a non-driver's license just for an additional ID because sometimes you need two IDs. And, and I hand it to her and she's like, I'm sorry, that's another photo ID. I need a non-photo ID. I'm like, what would I? Laws don't have to make sense because government. She's like, do you have your automobile insurance card? Like, I have it out in the car in my glove box, so that's where I keep it. She said, I could accept that. So I hand her this randomly printed piece of paper with my name on it. could be anybody, because it's not a photo ID. And that was perfectly acceptable. It could, for all she knows, have been your uh, Star Trek identification card, if you'd had such a thing. You which, know? which, by the way, I don't. Um, agent of uncle, maybe. Which, by the way, I don't. <laughs> I'm not this kind of geeky person no, you're making me out to. I have friends that geeky. Don't get me wrong. You that's, have that's friends how that I geeky. About My friends are not that geeky, except for <laughs> one of them. <laughs> who drinks out of a Spidey mug at work. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. But yeah, that was just a, that, that's your government in, in action. And I was just like, really? <sighs> so... Pressing right along. You are out of financial excuses. There are lots of valuable preps you can do that cost almost nothing. And I would bet you haven't done all of them or don't have all of them handy where they ought to be. Yeah, I mean, the, the water thing is a good example. You can get two-liter bottles all over the place. All you got to do is fill them up, rotate them every six months, which is what I would do. Dump out the water onto your garden or whatever. Uh, gardening is a very low cost, very, very low cost prep. Learning how to garden is important. Buying garden seeds and having them ready to go for next year is a very good thing to be doing this time of year because now they're cheap. You know, all kinds of stuff that you just doesn't cost you money. Learning doesn't cost you money. Um... That doesn't mean reading a lot of random people's opinions either, but actually gaining the ability to do new things and having reliable sources for information. Alrighty, I think this wrapped us. Did it wrap us? It's good by me. All right, we'll talk to you next time, and have a great day.